Hello plotters and soon to be plotters. Welcome to another episode of What's the Plot this week. Right. Hello plotters and soon to... Oh, soon. sorry. Stuck. What do you mean? I didn't understand the and soon to be plotters. I get it now. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Hello plotters and soon to be plotters. Welcome to another episode of What's the Plot this week. It's a birthday special because it is Hannah's birthday. What's your birthday? Was my birthday two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. Was your birthday? Yeah. But we're we're rolling it on birthday special. Got the hats on, and in lieu the birthday special, instead of doing one story, we're gonna do five stories, five shorter stories, unrelated stories, and not necessarily nothing to my birthday. Story number one: the story of Cornelius. So in the year two thousand, a man named Cornelius Michael Anderson III, which is the best name ever. Great name. Right? Cornelius Michael Anderson III, great name, was convicted of armed robbery and sentenced to 13 years in prison in the Missouri State Prison Penitentiary, whatever they call it in the Americas. Yeah. Right? Penitentiary? Penitentiary. Whatever. He appealed the sentence. I didn't do it. And then was put on bail where the appeal went through. The appeal, the appeal, the appeal failed. And so he had to serve his 13-year sentence. So he was told to go home where he would wait for further instructions. Throughout the next couple of days, the police would come and escort Mr. Michael Anderson III to prison where he would serve his 13-year sentence. But here's the thing. The police... Never came, right? They never came to pick him up, so he waited. Nothing. Another day, he said he's got all his affairs in order. He said his goodbyes. He's waiting. Bags are packed. Waiting for the police to come collect him. my bags last night. No one came. He's like, what? Days went on. No one came. Weeks went on. Nobody ever came. Eventually, he decided, well, sooner or later, they're going to come. I'm just going to live my life whilst I can. Before they end up coming and getting there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he enjoyed himself. He ended up getting married. Hmm. He ended up having four kids. Right. He ended up becoming the the coach at the local soccer thing soccer for his kids. School. He lived a full life. He had changed his whole life around and became this regular person. And the police flipped and upside down. just never arrived. Okay. Right? Fast forward. 13 years later, the warden as I believe they call him, gets his little notification in. Ding, ding. Oh, it's time for Cornelius to hit the road. He served his sentence. Go to his cell. No one's there. And that's when they realise, ain't no Cornelius Michael Anderson in here. So they're like, what the hell? Heads are scratching. Check their records. Turns out there'd been a miscommunication and a critical computer error, which meant the courts had sent the police to collect him, but the police already thought he was in prison. So he had a cell in prison, and he had a space in prison, and he had a bed in prison, but nobody... He, he wasn't there. Question? Go ahead. So this cell was empty for 13 years? The cell was empty for 13 Maybe he had, like, a cellmate. And no guards ever thought, isn't that weird? Well, maybe he had a cellmate. I've got it down that there's two people in here, but I've only ever seen one. Mm. 
How peculiar. I suppose they don't care too much, right? Mm. Just one less mouth to feed. You're right. But so for 13 years, Missouri State Penitentiary thought he was there serving his serving his time, and he wasn't. Crazy, right? Mm. Crazy story. Mm. After this, the police ended up then going to arrest him. So in like May 2013, he got arrested. And he fam- they finally showed up and was like, oh, time to serve you. Stop time. We said we'll come collect you. <laughs> 13-year prison sentence. Did now. his wife and kids know? Mm, proper. Yeah. Maybe not the kids, maybe the wife. Yeah, I imagine they knew. But this was like big national and international news. I personally think if it's been 13 years and he's not done another bad thing, also claimed he didn't do the first bad thing. Probably not a bad person. You never claimed he didn't do the first bad thing. Oh, I thought you appealed it. Yeah, you Just appealed, appealed the, the sentence. You appealed the sentence. Well, I still stick with my point of if he did nothing bad in the past 13 years, probably not a bad person. True, but... No, I get it. Got to serve his I time, right? I get it. But the funny thing is, the guy who was actually the victim in his original crime, mm-hmm. said that he don't think he should be in prison no, anymore. He's sure. like, it's been 13 years, I'm over it. Yeah. I've been robbed. I'm okay. over it now. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. speaking of robbing, breaking into someone's house, mm. I have a story to tell. Oh, what a perfect segue onto story number two. Oh. Two. By the way, he served one year, or ah. a 13-year sentence, and then got appealed, so he got out. Well, story two. Speaking of getting out, that doesn't really. <laughs> speaking of crimes, I'm going to take you back to 2008. Oh, eight years into Cornelius's sentence. Yes. Cornelius was like, are they coming? He was on his second child by this point. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway, the year is 2008. The country is Japan. Oh, lovely. Where? A lovely man, nameless, don't know his name, I'm afraid. But he was becoming very suspicious that he was the victim of repeated burglaries after he kept noticing that food was going missing from his fridge. Right. Which, hands hands off my food. (laughs) Secondly, what do you have in your fridge that you notice keeps going missing? Was Mm. it like big chunks of cheese, nibble bite? I don't know. Cool. So, being the clever modern man that he is, or was, I'm sure he's still around, but I don't know his name, he decided to install some security cameras that synced up to his mobile telephone device. Wait, so does he, does he live alone? Don't know. I assume he lives alone for him to notice that things keep disappearing from his fridge. And he's calling it burglar. He's calling it repeated burglaries. So he thinks someone's breaking into his house. Steal his food time and time again. Go into his fridge and take his food. Maybe he had other valuables in his fridge. All of his food from the fridge? Or just like you said, a chunk of cheese? No, his food was going missing. So why wouldn't they be stealing anything else? Don't know. Confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you, you miss a sock uh... after the wash. And normally you'll be like, well, I must have misplaced a sock. But Mr. Nameless Japanese guy. <laughs> burglaries. <laughs> repeated Burglar. burglaries. Phone in the police. Hello? Hello? Is that the place? I hear you got a cell empty. Cornelius, <laughs> he's not there. Spoiler. Guess what? Who should be there? 
the sock thief and the cheese muncher. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Cornelius also was burglary. Cornelius? Cornelius. I don't think he went to Japan. But who knows? Mm. Anyway. He's living so he installed some security cameras linked to his mobile telephone device. Right. Otherwise known as a bonkers. Excellent. On the 28th of May 2008. Now, I don't know when this started, just 2008. Could have mm. been. This could have been two days after. Could have been a week before. Right. Could have been months after. Who knows? Mm. One of the cameras captured someone moving inside of his house. So there was a burglar, really. Well, he believed it to be the burglar, mm. the food burglar. Food burglar. So what did the he do? Burglar. As a good upstanding citizen, he contacted the police. Mm. Police came, knock, knock, knock. Are you the man that's being burgled for your food by the hamburglar? <laughs> 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 and he said, yes, yes, I am. My food keeps going missing. It's repeated burglaries. I've told you this. I've rang you. <laughs> you said no. So anyway... After an extensive search. Keeps flying in front of the camera. Oh. That was a fly. <laughs> See? I'm all like we're living squalor. I'm trying to tell a story and you keep interrupting me. Continue. After an extensive search of the property, they search high, they search low. The police found a woman hiding in the top of a built-in cupboard that was made for bedding and mattresses. Must be quite a big cupboard. Mm. Bedding, fine. And mattresses. They have cupboards for that? They, they have cupboards for that. In Japan, that'd be crazy. Wow. Who what? has a spare mattress? So many people that they need to build in cupboards specifically built for spare mattresses. Bedding and mattresses. Yeah. But Don't like, forget the bedding. Never normally you just shove spare What's a bed without bedding? Under your bed, right? You're correct. But in Japan, ooh, pull out the good mattress. Mm. So this woman, yeah, 58-year-old lady, oh, yeah, sweet. she told the police and had first taken up residence in the cupboard in a room that the man barely used, which makes it sound like this cupboard spanned multiple rooms, so maybe it did. Yeah, I, right. I don't know the layout. I've not seen the floor plan, mm. not seen the specs. I'm, I'm sure it was an arch- architectural wonder. I'm gathering this man lives alone. Yeah. Many rooms. Only goes in one. Yeah, perhaps. Or two. Why not? Clearly he goes in his kitchen. <laughs> and his fridge. Mm, mm. Anyway, so she explained that she got into the house undetected about a year ago. A year? When the owner of the house had gone out and not locked the door. Always lock your door, kids. It's important. One year? One year. So a woman was living in his cupboard for, for a year. For bedding and mattresses, yeah. Which one? Had he not changed his sheets in a year? Mm. Mm. And his food was going missing for a year. Yeah. And he had only at that point gone, repeated burglaries. CCTV. This is happening for a year. So for one year, he's been telling people, my food keeps going missing. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, no. oh, of course they have, Bob. Crazy old Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they found behind the sliding door? The food. This- Anything else? Uh, bitten sandwiches and yeah. cheese and... No. No. Behind the sliding doors, they found that she'd laid out a thin futon. A futon, well, I guess. Mm. There were several empty plastic bottles of oh. drinks. No traces of food oh. are mentioned. I'm sure they were probably just within her. Mm. 
She didn't steal any money or any other items from the house, but she did make use of the shower and, thankfully, the toilet. Otherwise, that'd be a spanky cupboard. Right. So because she hadn't actually stolen anything of worth, just some food, some water, they actually only charged her with trespassing. Oh. So she was just like a roommate that never shown. Never paid rent. Yeah. Yeah. So he's living in his own little house. Or flat, we don't know. Woman sneaks in. Yeah, year before. Lives in his cupboard for a year. Yeah. And uses his toilet, shower, and... It's food. And how... She must have been pretty good from not to notice. Especially the shower and the toilet thing, right? Yeah. Like, I would notice that more than oh, my food. That's where my cheese has gone. Woo! Get the shower, it's got to be like... Splash marks, right? Yeah, you'd think so. They're like, oh, someone showered today. Yeah. It's not me. Hmm. Check your cupboards. Check all your cupboards. There could be a woman in there. Or a man. Or anyone. Check them. Check them now. Speaking of cupboards. Oh, you wow. Know... This segue after segue after segue. Well, you know who has cupboards? Americans. And <laughs> if you go backwards in time to the time, the land of the cupboard first invention, and then pop probably a little bit further and get to the wild, wild west. So we've been America, Japan, America. Yeah. Brilliant. Which is the setting of my. Next story. Story number three. We're going to the wild, wild west. Yeehaw. Saddle up, cowboy. Yeehaw. Pachum, pachum, pachum. Too dirty to clean my actor. Whoa. That's me slapping me chaps. Right, cowboy. <clears throat> I got notes for this one. I got notes. And this is true story, as always, according to the Library of Congress. So that seems Ooh, like a... Ooh, a reliable source. A reliable source, source right? And Fancy. it's a story... Fancy about Elmer McCurdy. He spent his entire life as a drifter, briefly attached to a criminal gang who wasn't that good at criminaling. He was like a Wild Wild West criminal, you know? Yeah. Train robberies and all that. Ah, classics. Uh, in 1911, they organised a train heist. Yeah, before the Titanic sank. Is it? April 14th, 1912. <laughs> Wondering how many podcasts I can get that in. Wow, which means the Mona Lisa thievery was that the year before? Wasn't it? Not the year of the Titanic. Okay, so not that wild, wild west then, right? Not if it was the year before the Titanic, nineteen eleven. Yeah. yeah. Although, remember the Titanic? We see is a film that was made in nineteen ninety seven. But they didn't have cowboys. Well, there weren't any on the ship. Maybe it's meant to be eighteen eleven. No, it's 1911. Maybe it's not the Wild West. I've seen pictures of this they guy. They still have cowboys now in America. Well, there we go then. In the cowboy America. America. I want to live in America. <laughs> One year for the Titanic. Hey, if you don't want to learn about the Titanic, but you do want to learn about what happened the same year with the Mona Lisa and travel yourself to France, well, do check out our previous episode, episode five. Six. Yeah, like One of those, uh, the great theft of the Mona Lisa. But Elmer was a criminal wannabe. Anyway, robs a train. They took like $45. Must have been a lot of money back mm. then. A uh, bit of whisker. Yeah. Then there was a big shootout. Pow, pow. Elmer dies. Oh. Gets crack. shot. Oh, goodness. Dead. Happy birthday. Thank you. He's dead. 
Then he goes to the place where they deal with dead people, mm-hmm. where he got embalmed. Uh-huh. And then he was embalmed, waited for someone to come claim his body, do something with it, bury him, family member or why something. Why was embalmed? To wait for no, okay. family. But he had no family, so there was no one claiming him, so he didn't know what to do with him. So they just kind of left him there, propped, embalmed, pretty much. Yeah. And they're like, oh. They noticed after a few weeks that he was still perfectly preserved. And they thought, oh, we did a stunning job of this embalming. 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 Stunning job. So what they decided to do, since one only claimed him, was sell him as the um, the bandit, the embalmed bandit. Oh, wow. So they sold him to like a sideshow. Sold to the highest bit. Mm, to some kind of moving circus, freak show. Okay. So they could be like, hey, come take a look at this dead bandit. All the way from 1911, embalmed here today, to do nothing. <laughs> Look at him, touch him, whatever. And then throughout time, he kind of got sold to other places. and So he went around being sold. And then sooner or later got all confused and he ended up here and he ended up in a warehouse for a little bit. And then at some point, people were purchasing wax models for a, for a fun house. And he had accidentally ended up within the wax models. So they accidentally thought he was a wax model and bought him and took him to the fun house. Not very fun. So 1968, he gets sold to this fun house. And then they hang him up from like the gallows, like swinging about, thinking he's like a waxing, but he's not. For eight years, he spent in that fun house. And they only found out the true story when they was filming a film called... The six million dollar man. And one of the production teams accidentally broke his arm off and realised it was a bone inside and not whatever's in wax figures. Eesh. And it turned out, hey, this a swinging human. body in the fun house, swinging from the gallows, is actually an actual real life preserved human being. And that's the story. 66 years after his death, that's when he was finally found a grave. So what's that? 1978. Mm. 1978 was when he finally got put to rest after going around a sideshow and a funhouse. Anyway, back on to the birthday gal storytelling. Story number four. Four, 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 four. On our trip around the world in stories, which so far has taken us, America, Japan, America. I'm now going to stick in the... I'm now going to take you to Brazil. South America. Yeah. Okay. South America. I'm now going to take you to Brazil. Sao Paulo, to be exact. Is there a leeway, a segue from a story of a... Hanging body from the gallows of a fun house who turned out to be a real body until the um, bones are broke in the production of a new film. Imagine mm. the shock of finding that body, thinking, my, what a realistic wax figure this is. Mm. These people should really get into the profession of wax making because this is brilliant. Mm, get this to the tape. Imagine that shock. Madame Tussauds, yeah. Imagine that shock. Mm. Stick with Okay. So I'm going to tell you something which is either equally as shocking, if not 
more shocking. Please, go ahead. So as I said, we're going to Brazil. We're going on a little trip down to South America, to Sao Paulo. The year is 2014. The month is August. Cornelius is just getting released. (laughs) Yes. Brazilian couple, Adriana, 39, and her dear beloved husband, Leandro, 37. Big up, Adriana, for being a cougar. We love you. We respect you. Boom. They were living their life as any normal couple does. They'd known each other for 10 years and they had a six-year-old daughter. Four years into their relationship, Adriana was like, hey, Leo, let's have a baby. And he said, all right. So both lived in Sao Paulo and had been searching for their mothers Mm. for a number of years. Adriana knew her mother's name was Maria. Her mother left her when she was one. And she was brought up by her father, Mm. a single dad. Oh, nice, Mm. nice, nice. Respect. Credit. Leo knew his mother was also called Maria and that she had abandoned him at the age of eight. Mm. He was brought up by his stepmother. Now, we're in Sao Paulo, so Maria, 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 Maria is really quite a common name in Brazil Mm. and Sao Paulo, which is in Brazil. So... Understandably, they were both searching for different Marias. How do you solve a problem like Maria? How do you? Please, pray tell. Well, I will tell you how. To find her mother, Adriana, we'll call her Addy. Mm. Addy went on a radio programme in Sao Paulo, I assume, Brazil, I don't know which specialises in finding lost relatives. Uh Now, in the UK, we have a TV show called Long Lost Families. I imagine this is similar, just without the gut-wrenching scenes and the long, pensive stares by our national treasure, Davina McCall. Absolutely. On the show, she was reunited with her birth mother, Maria, during the heartfelt reunion Live on the radio. Oh, nice. What a moment. What a moment. What a moment. During this heartfelt reunion live on the radio, her mother Maria revealed that she also had a son called Leandro. Oof. Adriana and Addy, shocked at the realisation that her husband was also her brother, said, live on radio during this heartfelt reunion, I don't believe that you're telling me this. Leandro is my husband. (gasps) Shocked by the news, Adriana broke down on set and began to cry Mm. uncontrollably. You would think. You would think. Mm. Now, if you were in this situation, what would you do? What character do I portray in this situation? Adriana. Oh, Cry uncontrollably. Yeah, but what would you do with your life going forward? Well, ring Leandro first of all and say, hey, bud. I'm pretty sure he knew. I think he was there, like, supporting her. The the whole time? No. Oh, okay. I'll be like... How goes it, bro? How goes it, eh? Um, Who knew, right? Running the family, does it? Well, anyway, the couple decided that, well, they were never actually legally married. Mm. And they ended up telling the radio show that following the revelation, they decided 
to stay together. Wow. Despite the family relation. Wow. There's a... Wow. Mm. First of all, the producer of that radio show must have been like, oh, what? What is coming out? The views. We found them. They are reunited. They are brother and sister. They are brother and they sister. They are married. They oh, have a kid. Think of the views. What would you do? I don't think I could stay with someone that I know is my brother. Oh, no, mm. no, no, no. Well, no. I suppose the big issue is you wouldn't want to have any kind of relations with a sibling, right? No. But if you're you 10, years, no. 10 years deep, 10 years deep, 10 inches deep. Who knows how what Leo was packing. My point being, she's already done it. Yeah, you're right. They've known each other longer than they've known. They've known each other as a couple longer than they've known. I don't know. Mm. Either way, whatever I do, I wouldn't tell the radio what I was going to do. No, same. Yes. And they've got a kid, so they've got to, you know, look after that kid. You're right. And the kid's going to grow up knowing because this was live on the radio. You're absolutely right. So the kid knows all that. Oh, oh my, my lordy lord. lord. It's a sticky situation. I probably would leave mm. because it would always be in your mind, wouldn't it? When you're like, Imagine like... I love it, brother. It's a, it's a spooky one. It's a spooky one. And speaking of spookiness... We're going to finish this off with a birthday spook. Oh, short one. Story number five. Slenderman. How much do you know about Slenderman? He was slender and a man. Mm, do you remember all the stories, no. though? Do you remember the myth? No. Slenderman, he's like this super tall, skinny, twiggy guy that preys on people. There's like a whole, yeah. Is it me? Am I the drama? You could be, you could be slender, man. You could be slender. But this was the story, right? It was a like a spook. It was a spook. Mm -hmm. You never heard this spook. I think so. I just don't know it well. No, no. Well, it's a spooky story. He prays on you. Now in the little town. <laughs> that was said so gradually. It's a spooky man. He prays on you. Anyway. What more do you want? It's yeah. a, it's a spook. It's mm -hmm. a scary guy. It's like Krampus. Mm -hmm. Or. Ghouls or ghosts. I get it. It's a spooky guy. Ooh. Took away my breath. In a little town in Wisconsin, there was some children of the ages of about 12 years old. Two girls, two ladies, young ladies, 12 years old. They believed in this story. Uh, frightening, so they were scared. They were spooked of the Slender Man. And they thought to themselves... Well, the only thing we can do to protect ourselves and to protect our families and to protect the people of this world, of who they know, was to make a sacrifice to Slenderman so he would, you know, lay off him. Leave the kids right? alone! So what they did is they lured a classmate of theirs oh. into the forest under the pretense of bird watching. So they said, hey... Classmate of ours, we're about to go look at some birds. Wanna come? And then this other boy or girl was like, sure, sure. I'll bird watching. I can adventure. Yeah. Then they went and when they got to the forest, the, Tell everybody the two girls, they stabbed the classmate 19 times as a sacrifice to Slenderman. So Slenderman would protect their families and themselves. So they were like, oh, didn't want to do it, but somebody had to. 19 times. The kids survived. So I guess the sacrifice didn't go through. 
Um, How do you survive after 19 stab stabs? I don't know, maybe they were bad at stabbing. Maybe. Yeah. Um, they were then sentenced, because obviously they got caught, you know. Well, they survived. 25 they? years to life and Each. 40 years to life in mental health facilities. Yeah. I don't know, I suppose you do those at the same time. Was that each? I guess so, yeah. Wow. Tried to murder someone, stabbed them 19 times under the pretenses of bird watching, such a humble hobbing pastime. Yeah. Just bloody love it when I see a robin or a blue tit. Spitting in the face of bird watchers. What? Sullying the good name of a bird watcher. And that's the stories of today. So be careful. You don't have a very happy ending. Be careful of those ghost stories, those ghouls. Um, don't marry a brother. Don't marry your brother. And remember, lock your door. And cupboards in your house because... Not all cupboards have a lock. Not she, all she only got in because he didn't lock the door. <sighs> yeah, but then he'll come home and he'll see someone frantically mm. running around. If it went for that. Check your cupboards. Don't believe in our ghost stories. And if you do believe in them, don't think sacrifice is the first thing to go. Maybe talk with someone first. Say, hey, I'm thinking about doing a sacrifice. What do you reckon? Good idea or not? And also... If you're due to do 13 years in prison and the police don't come to collect you, maybe show your face at the, the police precinct and be like, yo. Or not, because he was fine. Oh. So if they don't come for you, you don't show yourself. Just, you know, mind your business. Um, and that, yeah, that, they, are the, they are the stories today. Hey, 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 if you want to leave a comment on one of these five stories that we have, feel free to, but don't forget to wish Hannah here a belated happy birthday. Just a big... HB, happy birthday for Hannah over here. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Oh, I would. And if you want to give her a present, why don't you give her the present of like a subscribe? And a like. And a like. A thumbs up to say happy birthday. A subscribe as a present. Perfect. Wonderful. Until the next episode, she's been Hannah. And he's been Cameron. Bye. Thank you.